If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Dale Lippin in here with Trey Van Buskirk. We're live, bro. We're live on YouTube. Every week we put out this episode audio format and people digest it there. But did you know that we actually record this thing live on Tuesday nights, 9:30 Eastern, 7:30 Central, 6 wait, 8:30 Central, 7:30 Mountain, 6:30 Pacific Time. We do it live on YouTube. You can just go to our channel and watch it. There's no room for mistakes. It, it can get ugly, but it can well, also be amazing. Yes. I'm also, uh, if you can't tell yet, I'm also three Jamesons deep into this bad boy of an evening. So uh, I started with a beer. So I, I've heard the adage is liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Beer yeah. before liquor, never been sicker. That does not apply here. Uh, at least I don't think it's going to apply I started with beer, and now we're on to the Jameson because I drink it, and they don't pay me for it. A little behind you. Well, not really. I've had a bunch of beers, but oh, right there. You hear that? That's a crisp sound right there. I do. I, I do like that. For those of you that are playing along, uh, we are going to institute. Wow, I pour. It's it's amazing. The more you pour, the stiffer the drink becomes. It's never. Um, so here we're. Uh, yes. Drinking oh. game. Drinking <laughs> game tonight. Uh, keywords are holistically, mm. meat, mm. weight, Ooh. knockout, Yikes. and producer Jake. Oh, God. Holistically, Someone meat, weight, knockout, and producer Jake. All right. That's brutal. That is Bru brutal. Someone's, right. someone's going to need an IV after this. Yeah, that's okay, but we're going to go ahead and... And get it going. Um, we got a great card this weekend. UFC 255. Uh, it's going to be an absolute banger. We got Figueredo versus Alex Perez. First contender series alum to make a, uh, I believe, yeah, first contender series alum to get a title fight. And then we've got Valentina Shevchenko taking on Jiu-Jitsu whiz Jennifer Maya. Um, should be a pretty decent card. I'm a little bit more excited for the prelims than I am the main card. Great. Full disclosure, but it is what it is. So, uh, what do you, you got? Anything going right now? I got nothing, man. I'm uh, excited to dive in this card. I will say, this mm. little PSA out there for the world mm. came home from jujitsu this morning, mm. came home to Jessica putting up a Christmas tree. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's don't, don't shake your head eyes if that's okay, dude. Give the turkeys their due. <laughs> I agree with you. Listen, I I agree that the turkey time is the best time, and turkeys don't get their due. But you know as well as I do that uh, every year the turkey is getting glossed over more and more. I, I'm honestly willing to bet this might be the last year that we get Thanksgiving because next year Thanksgiving will be a holiday. <laughs> Never mind. They're going to cancel Thanksgiving next year because <laughs> they're going to say that it was it it it's a it's a callback to a, a more oppressed. 
uh, patriarchal time. This will be the last. This will be the last. 2020 is the last year for Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> we're going to learn that it didn't come from bats. It actually came from turkeys. No, we're going to learn. No, no we're, it's because we're going to learn. We're, we're going to somehow make it that uh, this is some. It's a it's a byproduct of cultural suppression, and uh-huh. you know we've got to cancel it out. So cancel turkey. This is the last year. Everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. This will be the last one that you get between COVID and uh, you know political correctness. This is it. No more oh, thanks. No more Thanksgiving. So uh, round it up. This is the last one you get. I'm going hard on the sides this year. Then oh shit. No, I'm going. Listen, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm literally going to take a thing of cranberry sauce and shake weight it. <laughs> Hundred percent. Oh man, I'm stuffing uh, my own self. Yeah. Oh goodness gracious. Are you just gonna? Are you gonna focus solely on the sides? Or are you gonna go with the uh, the main course there? No one eats the turkey. No one eats the turkey. Don't. Only serial killers actually eat the turkey. Everyone eats the sides. I will literally eat fucking six pounds of turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> the only reason I do that is that I eat so much turkey that tryptophan that it's like, oh, Jess, I couldn't possibly help with the kids. I'm passed out. The tryptophan, of course. Right. Well, here's the thing, though, right, is that I I eat the turkey because Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Fourth of July in our household are the two days of the year where nothing is expected of me. I'm allowed to lay down, drink, eat to my heart's delight. I literally lay there like just turkey grease in my beard and just I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm boozed up. It's a nightmare. The kids are like, Dad, play with me. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Leave me alone. I'm watching football. Like it's the so American. It's the one time a year. Where I get the Archie bunker it up, man. That's oh. the that's that's my time. So, anyway, uh, I'm gonna preemptively here. Preemptively, uh, we're gonna talk about the meat. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'd say meat. Um, so, guys, it's a little late now, uh, but Stay Classy Meats did a promo uh, for their holiday collections. Everything from rack of lamb to tur- to free range turkey. Um, They had ribeye loins, all kinds of stuff. They're going to do again for Christmas, which will be the last holiday that we get. Um, This will be the last Christmas probably too, in addition to the last Thanksgiving. But (laughs) that'll be coming. So listen, pay attention. Uh, We'll be announcing it whenever it comes back on their website. But in the meantime, if you want to get prepared, uh, I set the good base layer player for all this drinking we're going to do tonight uh, with some bovine and swine andouille sausage direct direct from state classy meats use promo code fist i saved 10 percent on the entire order i, I li- listen that's kind of like a kind of like a sorority girl man i had like two sausages in my mouth at the same time downstairs i was like <laughs> it was bad oh, wait you say andouille andouille i thought it was andolin no drink drink i know but i'm just saying i'm not trying to be funny like i literally thought it's andolin i've been telling my friends hey dude come over no and it's andolin andolin sushi no, it's or sushi. <laughs> sausage it's <laughs> it's Andouille, not Andolin. You're thinking Mandalorian. You've been watching Disney Plus too much. Uh, true, true. Speaking of having kind of a baseline or um, a bit of a, a garb, will you say? Okay, we'll go with garb. Do it. Allegiance Clothing just came out with their windbreakers, good sir. I know they're straight fire, bro. I need one. I need. Where's Roy at? Is he in the chat? Roy, holler at your boy. My my wind needs broken. I, absolutely. It's going to be 67 degrees here in San Diego tomorrow. I am going to be freezing Gosh. my ass off. So Roy, if you're in the chat, please send us some uh, windbreakers. If not, and you, <laughs> anyone listening to this would like to take advantage of those windbreakers, go to allegianceclothing.com, type in the code punch. You're going to get 15% off site-wide. Allegianceclothing.com, 
punch gets you 15% off site wide. We got it. We got it. We got it. All right. Any takeaways from last weekend other than the fact that we just destroyed that entire card? Oh, man, I feel like there's a lot to take away. Um, let's talk about Rise McKee for a quick second. Go in on your boy. Is it Rise or Reese? I feel like it's Reese. Well, if I'm saying rise, it's definitely not rise. So Okay, go for it. Go, go in on your boy McKee that you somehow hated that nobody knew that you hated, and then he got his ass beat. Go ahead. Guys, sometimes having a cool name and mm. being from a foreign country doesn't make you a good fighter. I knew that from the beginning. Um, while he has a good reach and people said he had good footwork, he is not a good fighter. We saw him get outpointed to death in that fight. He will not be back, and if he is, it'll be on a short-notice fight. Rise, McKee, you are dead in the UFC. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fun fact, Trey, this is the first time that I've been more more on the, the inebriated side and been staring at myself the entire time. So if I zone out looking at myself, that's why I don't normally videotape myself whenever I've been doing a, a bit of drinking. So I just uh, look at myself this whole podcast, dude. I understand. I never looked at you. <laughs> <laughs> You're even here? We're, we're doing like this looking live? in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So here we go. Uh, the, I do want to say something. The the parlays have been closed the last two weeks, um, and we just qu- haven't quite hit yet. But that that whole card had a feel of like that curse, right? It just sort of the fighters are dropping off, people aren't making weight, things are getting shuffled around, the bout order keeps changing. I hate cards like that. Um, unfortunately, once we shoot the bullet out of the gun, a lot of times you can't you can't bring it back. Um, we're going to take a more conservative approach to the parlay this week. Um, not that we're ever giving out anything that we don't think has a high probability of hitting. I mean, realistically, if you look at all the parlays, the ones that hits and the, the ones that hit and the ones that do not, they're all just a matter of seconds or, you know, a bad referee stoppage away from actually hitting. So, um, it is, it is one of those things, man, where it just, we were close. Uh, we're just not quite dialed in on it yet, but we're getting close. The big one is coming. Um, we're going to be probably a little bit closer to the plus 400 range. This week, as a you know, going over plus a thousand, that was a that was a big stretch. But admittedly, we we were right there. It was just you know, um, we talked a lot of shit about Felder's cardio and him training for a triathlon, and apparently he actually is because his cardio looked fantastic, and that was the difference maker. And that was one piece I kind of want to talk about before we got into this card, and it's actually a great foreshadowing, if mm. you will. Mm. Um, I say that because in his post fight speech. He talked about and pretty much did this call to guys on five days notice. I cut 20 something pounds and made weight. It is so unprofessional for those to not make weight. You need to make weight. There's no, oh, does I have to drink? Oh, oh dude, you're crushing that word over and over. That's right. I'm saying weight. Um, Thanks, well, producer Jake. Thank you, Jake. Um, this is a card that we're going to be heading into that has a lot of people that have weight issues. I'm going to keep saying the word weight because there's no other way to say it. Okay. There are a couple fighters on this card that have severe, severely dealt with weight issues, cutting weight to get to their their category. I'm looking at this card and thinking it could get whittled down, um, but hopefully Paul Felder's call to action is going to save that and people are going to put a little bit more onus on their nutrition and their cardio heading into this card. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh boy. There you go. That's the best way to do it. If you can't see it again, guys, uh, you listen to the audio version of the show. We do it live on YouTube as well. You can see Trey just take a whole beer to the head there. All right. So let's get things moving right along here with the main card UFC 255. We're going to do it old school style main card prelims work our way back up. 
right? First fight of the night, Paul Craig, 13-4-1, taking on Mauricio Shogun Hua, 27-11-1. Paul Craig, a favorite this time around, minus 180, taking on Shogun, plus 150, over on around at two and a half. Trey, we have bet against Paul <laughs> Craig for the last four fights, and for Every the time. last four fights, Paul Craig has taken our money. Should we bet on Paul Craig this time to beat Shogun Hua? Man, I don't want to, but I want to put Shogun in some type of like PFL Legends League. Dude, this has gone on long enough. He's well past his prime. Obviously, when you do a split decision or win a split decision over Big Nog, does that really say anything about you being you know implanted in the division? Absolutely not. Now, what I will say about this fight, this is a run back. We all we saw the run back. We saw you know a draw in that fight. Paul Craig, if you go back to that fight, and this will speak to a lot about like Paul Felder's cardio and stuff like that. Paul Craig in that fight came out of like a bear trying to run away from the San Diego Zoo. The dude just fucking busted across the octagon, started throwing haymakers left and right, rock Shogun a couple times, but then absolutely gassed himself. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to learn from his lessons. He had to have looked back at that tape. He should have knocked down or knocked out Hua in that first fight. He's much more savvy on the ground. He's a great jiu-jitsu guy. We've had people say left and right. They could see Paul Craig by sub. I can see that absolutely. But this is it, man. This is it. I know Shogun, the last time he lost was back in 2018, but this needs to be his fight out to the sunset. Let him go. Well, that's not fair. I mean, that's a valid point, right? And I can't argue with the stats on it that he hasn't lost since 2018, but he's only fought twice since then. Right, so he fought Tyson Pedro and he fought Little Nog, like you said. Uh, oh, if uh, if you're looking at submission losses, he's got submission losses to Renato Sobral. He's got submission losses to um, Forrest Griffin, and then somebody else choked him out relatively recently. I can't remember who it was. Uh, not relatively recently, but the last time he lost by oh the biggest arms in uh, in West Lynn, uh, the West Lynn gangster himself, Chael P. Sonnen, uh, mm. choked him out. That was really it. So. I'm not wild about the idea of Paul Craig by submission because if you're looking at a guy like uh, Shogun that's got you know 40 plus fights professionally and only been tapped or, or submitted four times, uh, that's not a really high ratio. Four out of his 11, so we're not even at 50 percent of the time he's losing by sub. So you know it's one of those things where he's got a decent chance of beating Paul Craig. Where I think this fight really spends a lot of the a lot of time is Paul Craig on his back. With Shogun in full uh, in full guard and just really trying to posture up and mount offense, but a whole lot of laying and praying. To be honest with you, I really don't see it doing a whole lot. Uh, Paul Craig does not have the cardio or the wherewithal to stay standing with Shogun, and I don't necessarily know. We've never seen Shogun have somebody throw legs up around him and hit him with a triangle or grab that arm and do an arm bar or anything like that. Shogun lost the fight by broken arm before, but I don't think it came at the result of an arm bar, um, which is where we see. Paul Craig really use that six three frame and get people in triangles and things like that. I just don't necessarily know if I'm going to see if we're going to see that on Saturday night. Um, Paul Craig minus one eighty might be looking at him a parlay piece over under on rounds two and a half. Maybe looking at that depending on where it's at. I'll go pro- Paul Craig. It's a chalky play, but I don't necess- I'm not I'm not in love with this. But again, four times in a row I've bet against Paul Craig and he's taken my money. So. Maybe it's a pass or play Craig. I don't know. That's a pass or Paul. 
I think I think if you can really rein in his cardio, and you know, he is a guy that is going to like I don't want to say pull guard, but you're right. He's going to, you know, stay in guard for a while. Mm-hmm. But he has an active guard. He pulls into butterfly. He's able to move it around with that frame. He's allowed to kind of float the guy. We saw that in Cleo Roundtree. We saw that uh, uh Lonzo Menafield fight. He's able to create a little bit of distance as long as he doesn't gas himself. He has some energy and some strength in those legs left over. He'll be able to kind of move someone around, try and find a sneaky submission. So it's there, but is the cardio there? Is the yeah, I just don't see him choking Shogun. Like I don't, I, see, I don't see him choking Shogun. If he's going to tap Shogun, it's going to have to come from some sort of lock like hook or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't see him choking Shogun. We've never seen Shogun get choked or no, we have, he got rear naked choked by Forrest Griffin. So we have seen him choke before, but still I'm just not, I, I'm not crazy about it. I'm not crazy right. about it. Um, I think actually all of his subs have been by choke. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right. Uh, next fight, <laughs> next fight on the card. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo taking on Caitlin Chukagian. It's about to get spicy. Huh. Mahina. Mahina sent Cynthia Calvillo, minus 260, taking on Caitlin Chukagian, plus 200, over under and rounds at two and a half. You hate Cynthia Calvillo. <laughs> uh, so I want everybody to know before you go into your diagnosis of what's going to happen with this fight, you really loathe Cynthia Calvillo for some unbeknownst reason. You feel like she slighted you and all the team alpha male. <laughs> Alpha, alpha male stands out there. Yeah, you don't did. you don't like her. Um, so everything that you say comes with the salty taste of your <laughs> hatred attached to it. But anyway, go ahead with your point on why you think Caitlin Chukagian uh, at plus 200 is going to win this fight. Oh, oh, this is a, this is like quintessential Dale here. By the way, if you guys have been longtime listeners, you know that I always send my picks to Dale first. Gives him a minute to mull over. He says he's busy, uh, but then he comes back. And sends his picks, which might be some you know distinction between us both. I had this kind of preamble early talk with him about Cynthia, so he's had time to marinate on this conversation. So while I will go out there and say what I think is going to end up happening, I'm about to probably get trumped. But mm. you cannot deny what it's words about to come out of my mouth right now. Cynthia Calvillo is so overrated for a multitude of different reasons. When you drop down to 125 and you have one fight, a win over Jessica I yawn and then if you win this caitlin chukagan fight and then you get what's probably and maybe even in her contract a title shot at 125 that is the most freaking candy cane lane route to a title shot ever i literally want to tell my wife hey jess by the way if you can go in and just beat some absolute nobody and then maybe someone who's been in the division that really can't deal with wrestlers you can most likely fight for the belt like without a doubt Calvia has a great ground game, sure, but let's look at her ground game for a second. If she cannot get it there, she has no striking. So if you were to compare the two, a great boxer in Caitlin Chukagan versus a a great ground person in Cynthia Calvia, that's a confliction in styles, right? Well, if someone is a good striker and can stuff the takedown, then you essentially negate that person's whole game plan, which we saw in the Marina Rodriguez fight. Marina Rodriguez has a little bit better striking. She, he, she was not able to get Marina Rodriguez down and ended up fucking losing. Here we go. Kaylin Chukagan's going to stuff the takedown. She's going to outpoint her. This is going to be the most boring fight on the planet, as is every single Kaylin Chukagan fight, because it, all of her seven fights have gone to decision. Hmm. She point grabs like a motherfucker. And at the end of the day, Cynthia Calvia is not going to get it down and get pieced up. And if she doesn't want to try and get this down to the ground, which a majority of ground people end up like saying, oh, by the way, I also have hands. All of a sudden I realized it and it's more fun to throw hands. She's going to get pieced up. 
Caitlin Chukagan should win this fight. I know she's had one foot out the door talking about retirement, but at the end of the day, she's going to get that 50-50 pay, go have her babies, whatever she wants to do. Cynthia Calvillo is going to be a nice little red scarf on her door. Okay, I don't know what a red scarf on a door is, but I, I, I listen, I will not deny you made some salient points there. However, hold on. Dude, I just drank a beer that had a cap on it. Yeah, There's too weird. many beers here. Okay, well, well, correct yourself here. All right. So you're talking about Cynthia Calvillo being uh, having a, a, a short route to a title shot. Now, okay. Who else in the division is left for Valentina Shevchenko to beat? Who else is there to beat? There's no there's no one else. She's going to beat Jennifer Maya. On spoiler alert, we're taking Valentina Shevchenko for Carla Sparza. Carla Sparza isn't even isn't within a, a fart smell distance from a from a, <laughs> uh, a a title shot. There's no, she's not even in the same zip code as a title shot. Okay, I know. You, come on, that's you know that you know that in your heart you know that. There's no one else. There's no one else. There is Cynthia. Okay, and you're talking about oh a win over Jessica I yawn. Well, huge. Yeah, the, Shevchenko just beat Jessica I three fights ago. Jessica I hasn't fought since then, and then lost. So that's a t- essentially like you just beat the former number one contender, and now she's getting ready to fight Caitlin Chukagian. Again, a girl that Shevchenko just beat in the cleared out division. She's going to beat her. And then who else is there for her to fight? Andrade and, and, and Shevchenko was, you know, maybe next. Maybe because Andrade just beat uh, Chukagian. But it's a cleared out division. There is no one else. So she's going to get the title shot. And it's not the easiest path to a title shot. You, as a Conor McGregor fan, should know all about easy unwarranted title shots. Frankie Edgar fans should know all about easy, unwarranted title shots. All Frankie all Frankie Edgar has to do is switch weight classes and he gets a title shot. All Conor McGregor has to do is tell Dana he wants a title shot and he's immediately in contention. The guy hasn't fought, well, I take that back. He fought some, some version, uh, some red-pilled version of freaking uh, Donald Cerrone and all of a sudden, you know, that's the first MMA fight he's won in four fucking years. And all of a sudden, he's still like, in, you know, in the top four of the lightweight rankings. Get out. It wasn't even a lightweight fight. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, K, or we have seen in the apex that the cage is smaller. It favors the grappler. Caitlin Chukagian in a 30-foot octagon, I agree. On a lot of days when she's motivated and not one foot out the door because she wants to get pregnant and retire, would use some footwork, utilize that jab, utilize some boxing, and she would probably give Cynthia Calvillo a run for her money. Cynthia Calvillo is not playing that shit. She is going to take this half-retired, soon-to-be soccer mom down to the ground, and she's going to choke her with those thick, hairy Mexican arms. She's going to just annihilate her. She's going to annihilate her. She's going to get up. Her hair is going to be all weird. The braids are going to be coming undone. She's going to be all sweaty with that big, thick mouthpiece that she wears. And she's going to start swearing like a sailor and, you know, using her awful, ugly voice. And she's going to call for a title shot. And she's probably going to get it. Cynthia Calvillo by sub. I'm taking it. Mark it. I lost you at sweaty braids. That was just hot. You know that's what she's going to look like. I know. I know. Spicy tamale. Tamale. Yeah. All right. Next fight on the card. 
Tim Means versus Mike Perry. Tim Means 30, 12, and 1. Mike Perry. Man, Mike uh, Perry at 14 and 6. Tim Means plus 115. Mike Perry at minus 145. Over under on rounds is at two and a half. Oh, man. On any given day in my life, I want to take Tim Means to win a fight. Those of you who are unaware or uninitiated, if you play video games and if you played UFC 3 and played online at any point in time and got your fucking brakes beat off you by Tim Means, chances are it was me on the other end of the sticks because UFC games, I use Tim Means. He is one of the most complete mixed martial artists out there, but he has a awful chin and he is incredibly inconsistent with his performances. Um, he just cannot stay healthy. And when he does stay healthy, he cannot put together back-to-back wins or go on any sort of run. But if you look at diversity of strikes, you look at skill set on the ground and on with the hands, Tim Means is your man. The dirty bird is where it's at. He just cannot, for the life of him, put it together when it when he needs to the most. Um, he needs to against Mike Perry here at minus 145. And I'm not completely convinced that he's going to get it done on Saturday night, Trey. He's got to. He has to. But again, you have got to set aside your loathing for Mike Perry here. I don't like Mike Perry either. But if you're looking at a guy in Mike Perry that was able to stop every takedown attempt of Mickey Gall, who Uh, most – listen, whether you like Mickey Gall or not, most consider him a decent threat on the ground. And whether he's got good takedowns or not, most people thought that Mike Perry was going to get tapped out by Mickey Gall based on his performance against Cowboy Cerrone. Most people went with Gall there. And Mike Perry, despite looking a little weird and unorthodox with his striking, um, did a great job of shutting that down and getting the win. He's, He's never been knocked out by strikes. He's only been submitted. Tim Means is not going to knock out Mike Perry. He's not going to do it. So his best bet is to submit Mike Perry or beat him on points. Do you really think Tim Means is Tim Means who gets knocked out? Do you really think he's going to be able to avoid being knocked out by Mike Perry for 15 minutes? Or the the flip side of that is do you really think Tim Means is going to submit Mike Perry? Come on, man. Come on. I want to take Tim Means here, but do you in your heart, open up your chest, look at that Grinch heart. Do you really think Tim Means is going to submit Mike Perry. I don't think he's going to submit him. I do think he's going to win by decision. And I say that for a multitude of different reasons. One, you got to look at his reach. The dude's 6'2. He's got a 75 inch reach. They're fighting in a 25 foot cage. Doesn't matter. Mike Perry is in, is a, he looks like a little T Rex. He's a, he's a turtle, is what he is. When you flip the dude on his back, he looks like a fucking retarded turtle. He can't get back up. He's got no arms. He's a pissed off T Rex. That's what he is. Tim Means is a tall, lanky dude. We're talking Sean Bradley reach versus that of a jockey. You know, it's it's a joke. When you look at Tim Means, though, what does he do? Where does he do his best work? Where does, does he do clinch. his best work? He does it in the clinch up against the cage, the dirty boxing. Yeah, he does. Dirty boxes. So outside of you know him striking in a bigger cage, he wants to be up against the cage. The smaller cage is going to suit him really well. Mm. I think when you look at Perry, yes, he looked great in the Mickey Gall fight stuffing takedowns, but Mickey Gall's looked like absolute garbage. Freaking Diego Sanchez was taking him down left and right. You, when, when you look at the takedowns that more substantial fighters like 
the Max Griffins, the uh, Santiago um, Ponsonibios, uh, the Alan Jobins. Those guys were all legit, can, can do stuff on the ground or do takedowns. They're legit wrestlers as well. You can't, Mickey Gall has just shown a pure erosion. I think Tim Means is going to be able to utilize his his reach. I think that he's going to shock Perry a little bit to open up. And with that open up and that vulnerability that he shows, he's going to be able to clinch, bring this up against the cage, use those dirty bird elbows, cut Mike Perry, which he is very prone to doing. His skin is like freaking tissue paper nowadays. I think this fight's going to be bloody. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be up against the cage. And I think that over three rounds, Tim Means can get this done. And I like the plus 115 for that as well. Okay. I hear you. I don't agree with you, but I hear you. Mm. It's, a, it's a valid point. Um, I want, full disclosure, I want Tim Means to win this fight. I'm just not necessarily sh- sure that I see it. I, 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 again, I see his path to victory. And it's a decision or a submission. Um, I just don't know necessarily that he can get it done. I really don't know. And, and the problem with Mike Perry is he's such a wild card. You have no idea what version of him you're going to get. Um and I'm not I'm not a super big fan of the of the version of Mike Perry that we're currently getting. Do we even know what gym he's currently training out of? Is he even training out of a gym or is he just hanging out with his with his pregnant girlfriend? He's just hanging out with his pregnant girlfriend. Okay. And also I Trey threw out a hard R there. So just apologies in advance for the hard R. Um, I, stand, I stand by that one in association with that dude. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. That guy's a piece of shit. I will not never bet on him. I'll never bet on Greg Hardy and call that bias, whatever. But Tim Dirty Bird Beans can get this thing done. And I hope he does. I hope he fucking buries this guy. Fair piece enough. Fair enough. If you guys are wondering where we're getting our odds from, uh, go over to Bet Online and check us out there. Use the promo code Armchair and check out some of the great promotional deals they have when you first sign up. Uh, you know, <laughs> use promo code Armchair. Check out the promo deals. That's where we're getting all of our odds at. That's where uh, all of the odds that we use for the parlays and for this uh, for this show they're definitely from Bet Online. So go to Bet Online. Use promo code Armchair. All right. <laughs> Dude, that was perfect. It was like. Fuck that guy. And now you can get uh, Stay Classy Meats at 15% off. <laughs> Co-main event of the evening. Valentina Shevchenko, 19-3, and three, taking on Jennifer Maya at 18-6-1. and one. Boy, oh boy. Um, Shevchenko minus 1,400, oh. buddy. Jennifer yeah. Maya plus 850 over <laughs> rounds is at two and a half. I mean, where, the, where, where to begin on this fight? Um, so... I'm going to – you go ahead and break this down. I'm going to look up real quick what Jennifer Maya by submission is. That's literally the only way she can win this fight. So I might just see what that what that looks like. But go ahead and give give me your breakdown on how you think this fight is going to go while I look that up. Okay. Outside of Amanda Nunes, I mean, it's no question at a minus 1,400, it's because you're a super dominant champion. She comes in, she takes the vacant title from Joanna Jinchecek, and she has just absolutely owned that through and through. It's getting to like w- what we just talked about with previous fights. There's no one that's going to take her throne. And, you know, at a certain point, that makes the goat talk kind of erode for her because it's like, God, there's no one that actually can show her adversity. You know, who's going to come up and take this? Nunes. Jennifer- Nunes, exactly. You know, drop back down. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, Jennifer Maya, though, is is kind of a wild card here. You know me. I love my jiu-jitsu players here. Jennifer Maya. I called her when she was going to beat Jojo uh, Calderwood. Mm -hmm. She has slick submissions. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I just think that 
Jennifer Maya needs to do what we've always asked jiu-jitsu specialists to do and set up what their foundational blueprint is to get things done. She's a great Muay Thai specialist. She's able to set things up, but she need, that's exactly what she needs to do. She needs to not try and utilize it to put someone down. She needs to set up her jiu-jitsu. I think that Valentina, while she is okay on the ground, Jennifer Maya is exponentially better. There is the one area or path to victory, but I think Valentina knows that that's like why this fight's somewhat intriguing. So you got to think she's probably worked on that takedown defense, right? I would hope so. I would hope so. So here's where we're at with this, right? Um, Jennifer Maya is that? I know a super great Dude, that burn. comment. Is super amazing. great burn in the chat. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's fucking great. Oh man, uh, you lot. You just very rarely does a comment stop me, but that that completely took the the, the wind out of my sails here. For those okay. that are not watching live, it says Dale's looking like my dad trying to figure out how to use the computer. Thank you. Thank God, you. That's, that's a fucking. <laughs> It's a hot seat in here now. Wow. Take the flannel off. I'm going to have to, bro. Golly. Jennifer Maya by submission is a plus 1600. Valentina Shevchenko by KO or TKO is at a minus 140. I think that those are the two plays to make on this fight. Um, I think you can get your, you can win your money back. I don't think that this goes five rounds. We, don't, we haven't seen Jennifer Maya have the gas tank to go five, five rounds. Shevchenko is a finisher. We don't see a lot of finishers in, in women's MMA. Um, if you're looking, you know, it, it, trying to find value at a minus fourteen hundred favorite, I think Shevchenko by TKO or KO minus one forty is the play to make. And then Jennifer Maya, it, honestly, if anybody calls her by knockout. I'll gladly say that they're better at this shit than I am. But, I mean, Jennifer Maya by knockout, I just really do not see that happening. It's going to have to be by submission. I don't see her beating her her over the course of five rounds either. So, um, if Jennifer Maya wins this fight, it's going to be by submission, plus 1,600 there. Small sprinkle there, decent-sized sprinkle on Shevchenko at minus 140. Those are the two plays that make to draw value out of this card. I would not touch the over-under because, you know, you could go under and Maya gets that sub in the first round. Um, or, you know, you have no idea what the over is going to look like because we don't know if Shevchenko is going to end up not. She has the power to knock Maya out. That can happen at any single moment in the fight. I'm not touching the over under on rounds. I'm not taking just straight wins and losses here. Money line plays. I'm looking at Shevchenko by KO, TKO, minus 140. Jennifer Maya by submission, plus 160. Those are the two plays that I'm interested in. I'll be playing both of those, sort of a built-in hedge, if you will. Mm. You got anything else? No, I, I mean, I'm going to sprinkle like literally like a fraction of a fraction of a unit just on Valentina by sub. Okay. And the reason I say that is because you got to, you forget she submitted uh, or tapped out uh, Juliana Pena. Mm -hmm. That was pretty gnarly. Um, and then while you think the most boring fight in like UFC history was uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Liz Carmouche. Your eye favor. We did oh, see that. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do what? Don't I got them mixed up. I got them mixed up. No, no, you didn't. You did it again. You did that. So two separate people. One is a has anybody seen? And the other has one anybody is seen Liz Carmouche and Uriah Faber in the same room at the same time? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Not cool. Okay. Not cool. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Not cool. The one thing we saw in that super boring fight with Liz Carmouche is she was able to stuff the takedowns of Liz Carmouche. So I think that there is. She has the you know the foundation to stuff to take down. She has the submissions. Jennifer Maya is really gonna have to freaking slick do a slick submission to pull that off. But I'm gonna oh, sprinkle sure. a little, just a little, 
Well, she got that foundation all right. I've seen her in a pair of jeans. She got a foundation. Ooh. All right. I'm just saying. I'm saying shit. Yeah. Okay. Shevchenko's a Russian spy. Set <laughs> here to seduce uh, internet keyboard warriors like myself and kick the shit out of other women inside an octagon. That's what she's here to do. I agree. Okay. Main event of the evening. Davison Figueredo taking on Alex Perez. Figueredo minus 305. Alex Perez plus 245. Over on our rounds at one and a half. I mean, I guess we got to go with Figueredo until proven otherwise, right? I mean, a lot of people think that Alex Perez has some of the skills necessary to perhaps beat a guy like Davison Figueredo. If you look at the only guy to ever beat Mr. Figueredo uh, inside the UFC octagon, they just let my man Juicy Backpack go. Um, yeah. So it was over with for him. So do I think that Alex Perez can pose some of those same threats? Eh, maybe, but not enough the way that it's going to get Figueredo out of there. The only thing that I have is I'm hoping that, you know, Figueredo hasn't let the championship go to his head and he comes in still hungry, still violent, still vicious, still visceral, and ready to absolutely vehemently eviscerate Alex Perez. Yeah, the question for Perez is, is the stage too big? And, you know, this is, like mm-hmm. you said, this is a Dana White Contender Series person that, you know, came up. Uh, this is the first one ever we've seen. He's a super, super fast starter. I mean, I'm, I know we're talking about flyweights here, but he's overtly fast. Mm-hmm. He's fast in his combinations. He's quick, quick to move. He's quick to engage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a tough thing with Davison, with a guy that's extremely powerful. You don't want to engage with Davison like that. Um, I think that he should go back to like what uh, Formiga was doing. You know, obviously Davison's only loss, and he should try and grapple heavy. Okay. Um, as long as he can stay away from those leg kicks, he can stay away from any type of like powerful shots, keep this thing close, keep it in the clinch, and then kind of do quick exchanges. He's got a shot here, but uh, I don't know. This is this is a tall task for someone literally get you know getting skyrocketed to a title shot. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I think the only thing that in this fight that really sort of interests me is the over one and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I notoriously flyweights are pretty durable. Um, yeah. we don't see a lot of finishes in the flyweight division. Figueredo obviously is the exception there because he isn't an absolute finisher and Perez has had some finishes as well, but by and large, we tend to see flyweights, you know, at least carry fights into the later rounds. Not a lot of fast finishes as far as flyweights are concerned. They, the, the timing when you're moving that fast is a little bit harder to get, I believe. And, uh, once they get that timing, then things can, you know, sort of dial in, but, I like the over one and a half here. You know, I don't necessarily think Alex Perez is going to come rushing at Figueredo like a bull in a china shop and really try to, you know, get him out of there early. I think he's going to try to take a more measured, cautious approach because I think if you're going to beat Figueredo, if you don't think that you have the knockout or if you don't have the knockout or the submission power, Uh, I think you can, I think you can accumulate enough points um, sprinkling in takedowns, heavy leg kicks and avoiding the big shots and using a gas tank and really extending Figueredo as much as you can and trying to win it on points. And in in a process of doing it like that, you, you know, you could very well run over a round and a half. So seven and a half minutes, seven minutes and 30 seconds. I will take that um, and just hope that things start out a little bit slower. And then after, um, you know, just hope for the first seven and a half minutes, nobody, you know, turns the lights out on anybody else. That's what I'm looking at here. I don't really like Figueredo minus 305, maybe a parlay piece. I don't necessarily know that Perez is going to get it on a plus 245. I like the over one and a half. Might be looking at Figueredo to add him into our parlay at the end of the week. Yeah, I think the most repetitive, redundant statement you're going to see hear me say with this fight is 
all right, not with all fights, is let's hope that the fighters can go back to what the basics are. And Perez knows that he cannot rush in. He can't firefight. That's what got him knocked out in 2018 against uh, Joseph Benavides. He's got to learn from those mistakes. He's got to compose, utilize some patience, and kind of feel himself into this fight. So he bull rushes. He's going in. It's power versus speed is what this fight is. And the power is, I think, far outweighing what the speed is in Davis and Figueroa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love how you say Figueroa as if he's some sort of opera singer. That's Figueroa. great. And 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 the chat. Now these are not gold nails, dude. This is a this is an Indian pale ale here, bruh. Bruh, is it a juicy? Is it a, is it got a real juicy mouth feel? Oh, dude, it's it's hoppy as shit. Yeah. Um, that's all I know. A little floral. Okay. Well, it's got a real floral <laughs> flavor to it. Yeah, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah. Um, by the way, real good vibrato in the voice there, man. That was nice. He got a, uh, a little Andre Bocelli action. Yeah, yeah. How can you say his name right, but you can't? Never mind. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Andre Bruschetta. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So first fight of the um, of the prelim cards, the curtain jerkers, if you will. I would love if you could lead us into this one. So who do we got? What are the odds? And where's the over under at? Every, everybody at home just go uh, ahead and get get your drink ready trey's gonna read these for us go ahead buddy oh geez all right got some newcomers at welterweight here um you got luis kosi versus sasha palatinikanov give that a good go here come on what do you got palatinikanov Palatinikanov. I'm going to go with Sasha Palatinikanov and Luis Kosi. Okay, who's the favorite? Uh, the favorite is Luis Kosi. What? Okay. At minus three ninety. Oh, yep. you want me to set it up like you? Yes. Yeah, Luis, Luis Kosi at minus three ninety versus Sasha Palatinikanov at plus three fifteen. Over unders is at one and a half. Um, <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Both both men are making their UFC debuts here. Uh, they're a little bit inexperienced, a little bit unproven here. I like Kosi here. Um, you know, we saw him in Dana White contender series He's an absolute killer there. Um, uh, you know, just, but we, again, we only have a minute footage on him. knocked out his dude in like in one round. Um, I'm going to take Kosi here. I think he's going to come in a little bit slower. He is going to come a little bit of the heavier fighter, but he is the heavier handed fighter. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think with an undefeated guy, man, we got to, let's go, let's, let's continue to ride undefeated until proven otherwise. Uh, I, I I don't want to correct you on the name. I'm not entirely sure that I'm even saying it right either. Uh, I would go more with uh, Palatnikov as opposed to Palikinaki or whatever it was that you said. But I would, you know, Palatnikov, I, 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 I tend to lean that way towards his name. Um, he is coming in. He is flying the Hong Kong flag, uh, which I think is an interesting play and that he'll be the first fighter ever in the UFC to fly the Hong Kong flag when he comes in does have a loss though to Manir Lazez um, who right. beat uh, Abdul Razak Al, Al Hassan he was uh, knocked was, out too who oh yeah and he, he did get knocked out by chaos that's correct mm-hmm. um, but he does have you know he was beaten by Munir Lazez who beat Abdul Razak Al Hassan. So there is no MMA math that we can use there as an, as an accurate metric here. Let's just assume the odds makers have this one, right? Cause I have not put a lot of footage uh, in game planning into either one of these guys. And I have lost a decent amount of money this year, betting on plus 300 and above underdogs. So I'm going to assume Vegas has this one, right? And go minus 390 on Kose. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'm going to have to make it. I don't want to make a drink mid-episode, but we're, we might have to. Kyle Dawkins <laughs> at 9-1 and one, taking on Dustin Stoltzfus. We'll go with Stoltzfus. Uh, Dawkins at 310. Stoltzfus at plus 250. Over-under on rounds is at 2.5 here, Trey. What are you thinking? I mean, I, I know you're big on these Dawkins boys, man. You, you like both, you like both of them that we're just going to keep this Dawkins win streak going here? I mean – I hate to put too much weight in losses, but dude, he looked really good against Brendan Allen. I thought I thought he looked really good. Yeah. You know, while he lost to Brendan Allen, that's a, that's a huge step up. You know, obviously mm-hmm. Brendan Allen didn't do too well in his past fight, but he is a substantial UFC fighter. When you look at uh, dude Stoffus, I watched his his last couple fights. The dude's a finisher. He wants to come in. He wants to bull rush you. He wants to try and get the KO. I think out of his 13 fights, only five of those have gone the distance. So he is going to try and get this thing done and he's going to get it, trying to get it done quick. Um, I like that two and a half line. I'd probably kind of fare maybe in the under there. Okay. Um, but Dalkus is a guy that's going to kind of slow it down and keep it a wrestler. I do think regardless, if he does slow it down, I see Kyle, you know, squeaking this thing out and getting a decision. All right. So, I mean, you're saying Cal or Dalkus by, decision but you also maybe like the under two and a half so if we had to make a play if we're going to lean somewhere some way on this on saturday night do we like Dalkus at the minus 310 money line play or do you want to go i'd wanna- probably just stay with with Dalkus and do money line um if you wanted to sprinkle a little bit um on inside that two and a half for just for fun i mean that's not a stupid play i think dustin absolutely could over you know overshoot his shot okay. in a firefight okay all right. I'm not, gonna, I'm not, not going to argue. I've lost money on on the Dalkus brothers on the winning and losing side since they came into the UFC. I can't. I don't have an accurate feel for them, so I will. Uh, you know, I will uh, defer to your better judgment here. All right, Jared Gooden at 17 and four, taking on Alan Joban at 16 and six. Been a long. It's been a grip since we've seen our man Alan Joban minus 140. Jared Gooden plus 110 over on our rounds of two and a half year tray. Uh, Joe Ban probably doesn't have to work another day in his life because he's got, you know, he's a who is it? Is it Versace, Armani? What model is he? I don't know, Gucci, I have Gucci, no somebody, somebody, some he models for somebody I can't afford the clothes for, or the wallets, <laughs> or, belts or the purses, or whatever the fuck it is they make. I can't afford it, so it doesn't matter to me. Um, he's he's an incredibly handsome and fan friendly fighter. This is going to be potential for fight of the night anytime he fights. It is, um. You know, minus 140 on Jared Gooden here. You're looking at a wealth of experience. Joe Bann at 16 and 6, Jared Gooden at 17 and 4. Um, slight edge in the experience department to Alan Joe Bann, but he's had the higher level of competition than Jared Gooden here. Um, you have the upstart underdog mindset of Jared Gooden looking to come in and make a name for himself, getting a great win over a guy like Alan Joe Bann. Something to be aware of, that type of hunger. Uh, that type of passion can really cause them to do it. And we also have a long layoff coming from Alan yeah. Joban with a shoulder and ACL injury that he's bouncing back from something to keep in mind as well. Um, when we haven't seen him in a while, normally we take octagon rust into effect. Um, that has not really been the case as of late, but the last time that Alan Joban fought coronavirus, wasn't even a thing. Um, the apex center, you know, wasn't, people weren't fighting there, uh, or the contender series guys were, but they weren't using it for events, things like that. Something to take into account. We don't necessarily know how Joe band's going to react to that. We haven't seen him fight in front of no crowd before. He is a guy that is blood, sweat, and tears go out on the shield because the crowd hypes him up. There will be no crowd to hype him up on Saturday night. So 
Jared Gooden plus 110, live dog here. I don't hate a Jared Gooden play, although Alan Joban has the wealth of experience as far as high-level competition goes. Might be looking, though, at an underdog play here at Jared Gooden. I, I'm 100% in line with that. I know that we had chatted before and kind of we're weighing on the side of experience, but experience, I'm, I'm a big believer that there is such thing as ring rust. I think over a year, not being in the cage, a different cage, no crowd, just everything you explained. Jared Gooden's coming in. He's got a crazy amount of power in his hands. He's looking to make a statement. He's used to no crowds. I like this fight for him. Um, you know, Joe Ben, dude, he's in the modeling world right now. What happens when you go in the modeling world? Let's look at people like Luke Rockhold. You get fucking slept. You get that freaking tissue paper skin. You got the nice powdered nose going. I know you know that's life. what that life's about, dude. You're, I see you wearing that August McGregor flannel right there. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm just joking, dude. The, the only thing I could ever model, <laughs> the, only, the only model I could ever be is a before picture. <laughs> Oh, oh no, dude. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. No. Okay. Well, I, 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 I like Alan. If you want to weigh into experience, but I think there is a chance to take this, you know, slight dog at plus one ten here. I'm actually going to lay some cash money line on Jared. See if he can get it done. Fair enough. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Uh, let's see here. The actual prelim, not the curtain jerker prelims. Um, Nicholas Dalby at. Uh, Nicholas Dalby, 18 and 4, taking on Daniel Rodriguez at 13 and 1. Dalby plus 240. Daniel Rodriguez minus 315. Every single time I bet on Nicholas yeah. Dalby, Trey, he loses. I lost one of the bigger bets uh, uh, that I had in 2019 uh, on Nicholas Dalby. He has lost me a lot of money. Yeah. I am gun shy at Nicholas Dalby. I'm gun shy at plus 240. Now, do I think he's a better mixed martial artist than Daniel Rodriguez? I do, um, but recency bias, I guess, is what's playing into account here. Daniel Rodriguez, do I think that this line is a little steep on both ends? I do. I'm not yeah, a big absolutely. fan. I'm not a big fan of this of this line. Um, the better in me says take Nicholas Dalby at plus two forty. That that's great value on a guy of his skill set. But my wallet, which has been emptied a couple times because I've been on Nicholas Dalby, says learn from your mistakes um, and don't bet on Nicholas Dalby again. So, you know, sort of guide me through, be my lantern in the dark woods here. Tell me what I should do with this fight because I'm initially, I want to take Dalby again. I just continue. I, I got, I feel like if I keep betting on him, I'm eventually going to be right. This, this line is disgusting, dude. And the only reason I think it's that steep is because people think that, I mean, they don't think they know that Daniel Rodriguez is taking this on short notice, but he's not taking it on short notice. He was supposed to fight on UFC uh, Vegas 14. So last week, so he's in shape. He's ready to go. Nicholas Dalby's a technical striker. Um, he is someone that, you know, is, is very comfortable on his feet, but where's his big void? It's on the ground. Where's Daniel Rodriguez? Good on the ground. Dude, this is a bad fight for Nicholas Dalby. I, I mean, he's pissed that, that Daniel Rodriguez slipped in to take this shot. Um, I think this line's disgusting. I think I'm going to 100% take Daniel Rodriguez on this. Um, I don't like the one and a half. I think Nicholas Dalby, 100%. If you're going to you know, go over under, I'd go over. Nicholas Dalby's at least going to be smart enough to keep it standing and keep it from distance, utilizing and striking as much as he can. But 
he's going to get taken down and it's going to start to get ugly. We've seen that in every Dolby fight, not get on the ground. Hmm. Interesting. I had to look it up real quick when you said that Rodriguez was good on the ground. I hadn't really put much thought into that, but uh, of his 13 wins, he does have four by submission. So he is competent. Um, that, that's, that's a fair, that's a fair point to make. Um, I just, I didn't remember him ever getting a submission. So I thought, maybe, yeah, again, you knew something I didn't know. So hats off to you, sir. Um, if I'm looking at who Nicholas Dalby's beat though, you're talking about a win over Easy Dos Santos. You're talking about a win over Alex Oliveira. You're talking about, I know, you know, yeah. I, I, I just, I know, I'm going to bet on him again, Trey. I'm going to bet on Nicholas Dalby at plus two forty. I'm just telling you now. It doesn't matter what we say here. If we decide that we're going to go Daniel Rodriguez here, I'm just, just going to be transparent with you. I'm going to bet on Nicholas Dalby again. And if he wins on Saturday night, and I expect him to, if he wins on Saturday night, and I expect him to, I'm going to claim it. <laughs> I'm going to claim it. I'm going to claim it that I picked him. I don't yeah. care. You're hearing me say it. I don't care if you say we're taking Daniel Rodriguez or not. I, I'm i going to bet on Nicholas Dalby again. I think he's got the better quality competition. I think he's the more well-rounded mixed martial artist, and he's been preparing for this fight. I know Daniel Rodriguez has got a little something going on too, but I'm just I, – I can't go against Dalby, man. I can't. I think, he, I think he's a good fighter. I know. I know. I ain't even thinking I'm going Dalby now. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's just do it before we change it and then maybe change our mind later. All right, Ariana Lipsky, 13 and 5, taking on Antonina Shevchenko at 8 and 2. I don't understand how Antonina Shevchenko is 8 and 2 because I don't think that she's good at all. I really don't like her as a fighter, man. I just, I don't think that's, I don't know, man. I just really, she's just not my speed at all. Taking on Ariana Lipsky, um, the queen of violence, more my speed. Um, 13 and 5. You know, eight and two. I don't necessarily even get the line this much. Plus one thirty, uh, and Shevchenko coming back at a minus one sixty. I don't think Shevchenko should be that heavy of a favorite. I think this fight should be a pick'em. I think this fight should be a pick'em. <laughs> Every Shevchenko yeah. fight for An- Antonia is, is <laughs> dude. God, I know I butchered it again. Antonia, Antonina. That was a beer lapse, dude. That was a beer lapse. Antonina. Antonina. Antonina is always heavy. You know that. Yeah. That's 100% based on her last name. Okay. Ariana Lipsky, though, the one thing that makes me really nervous about her, <laughs> now while everyone's putting a bunch of weight in the Luana, Luana, Luana Carolina. God, there dude. you go. You everyone's get, a, get a normal name. Get yeah. a normal name. I'm talking to all parents out there. If you're going to name your kid something, John Smith. There you so, go. Says Trey Van Buskirk. <laughs> All right. Well, when you look at Ariana Lipsky in her fight with Luana Carolina, you see that knee bar. And it was a great knee bar. It was a great knee bar, but she gave up a lot to get that. She was kind of in this like she was a little bit like on her back on on uh, Luana's back, but kind of on the side. But the thing is, she left her leg out, so she was easily. And you know, if you, you dissect that fight, the heel hook for Luana was right there. I just don't think she knew how to do a heel hook. She's willing to give something to get something. She's very, I'll sacrifice one of my limbs if I think I can lay on the other limb, you know, quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes me a little bit scary. Um, but Lipsky, I do think is going to come in the more aggressive fighter. And I don't think that Antonina is very aggressive. I think she's very technical and in her path. So I'm going to go with the aggressor here. I like Lipsky. Um, I think she's going to find herself in a good position and be able to capitalize based on that aggression. 
women's MMA is always 50-50 or damn near 50-50 with the exception of um, uh, Weili Zhang, Rose Namajunas, Jessica Andrade, Valentina Shevchenko, Amanda Nunes, Chris Cyborg. Outside of that, nearly always a 50-50. And if I can get plus money on somebody that I feel fairly confident can win a fight anyway um, in Ariana Lipsky, and I'm getting her at plus money, I'm going to play it because realistically, you know, we just saw, if anybody's watching Dana White Contender Series tonight, um, Chelsea Hackett minus, what, 280, almost 300 favorite, depending on what book you were looking at, got beat. You know, my girl that was coming back at like plus 240, plus 260. Um, it Women's MMA is the perpetual coin flip. If you think a woman can win and she happens to be at the plus money, just play it. You never know. You never know. It's as close as you're going to get the 50-50 odds, despite what the odds makers say. Ariana Lipsky plus 130. Fuck it. Why not? Let's try to make some money off of her. She's got as good a chance as anybody else. It's literally a heads or tails. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let her rip, tater chip. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, two more, two more fights. Let's keep this moving. Joaquin Buckley at eleven and three. Jordan Wright at. Now I'm seeing Jordan Wright is undefeated, but he has lost before. We saw him get knocked out. So why am I seeing Jordan Wright at eleven to do contender series fights? Not count towards personal towards professional records. I have never. I don't think he lost. He's lost. He, he got slept in the contender series the first time he was on it. Really, I don't remember that. By um, what's his faith? Um, Anthony Hernandez. Huh. It got ruled a no contest. That's uh, why he's still sitting there as undefeated. Damn it. He wins fights by like the weirdest shit, man. He I sucks. Mean, doctor stoppages, all that stuff, dude. He sucks. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I normally. I was on it today, but at full disclosure, I had Jordan Wright and Dusko Todorovic mixed up in my head. It wasn't until I started watching film after work tonight. Jordan Wright, I don't like him in this fight. Joaquin Buckley, minus 265. More than likely will be part of our parlay on Friday. Joaquin Buckley, he's he's. I, I like it inside the distance, but I also like Joaquin Buckley here. I don't like Jordan Wright at all. I think he's garbage. Do you think that Buckley, though, is thinking he's a little bit hotter shit than he really is? Of course he is, but I still think even when he's full of himself, he's better than Jordan Wright. Okay, okay. I mean, again, going back to Paul Felder, dude, cutting from 170 – you know, down to this weight class for him. That's a big cut for him. Where's he going? One, what going where? No, he's cutting down to 170. Jordan Wright's cutting to 170. No, Joaquin, dude. Joaquin's not a 170er. Okay. So him cutting down there has always been a big stretch for him. It gasses his cardio tank. We didn't see that in the Impa fight. He looked like he was, you know, strike for strike doing pretty well, but. Impa didn't look like himself either. Impa was extremely gun shy in that fight. If you watch that fight. So I think, you know, while I think Impa is much better than Jordan Wright, um, I, I'm 100%. I'm not making a case for Jordan Wright at all. I think Jordan Wright's absolute garbage. If you look at his last fight, he won that by Dr. Stoppage, and that was against uh, Ike Villanueva. Al Ike Villanueva looks like an absolute fat fuck. The guy cannot utilize his cardio. Joaquin Butley is going to come in extremely cardio heavy. He's going to be able to move around. But I will say – Watch Joaquin Buckley. When you get that first knockout, now you believe you have to prove yourself and you have to showcase something even greater to put yourself on this trajectory that the UFC is trying to make. There's a reason, Dale, that the UFC did not put Joaquin Buckley on the main card. They don't believe his hype either. If they believed his hype, he'd be on the main card. This is not a, a main card that – do you really think that Shogun deserves to be on the main card outside of his like his 
his accolades he's had prior versus Paul Craig? Absolutely not. Caitlin Chukagian and Cynthia Calvia? Absolutely not. Joaquin Buckley with what's arguably one of the greatest knockouts we've ever seen probably deserves to be there, but I think the UFC is doing the greatest thing in the fact that no, one trick pony got super lucky. We've seen that in a bunch of different coaches that have come out outward and said, this guy's not that good. He comes in, tries to beat what's the coach. Um, who's the coach that can't stand him that just fought on short notice. Um, that's Laura Sanko's guy too. James Krause, James Krause, dude, James Krause read right through that guy said, He's overtly aggressive. We've tried to see him before, but nah. I just don't think that there's a lot for Joaquin Buckley he's going to have to find. I think Jordan Wrightley is going to show him, you know, what's available. Okay, so a couple things on that. One, I I, I agree with some of what you're saying. Um, I think it's a I think it's a very fair point. That that's why they have him on the prelim still. But if you're looking at name value on the prelims, Brandon Royval and Brandon and and and. Brandon Moreno, um, yeah. that's the only fight on the prelims that I could see you making you know, contesting that should be on that the main card. Walking sure. Buckley um, versus Jordan Wright should not be on the main card of a pay per view. It, it, it it's just not there. Whether they were buying the hype or not, the flip side of that I think Shogun should be one. Shogun brings in casual, passive fans on Friday. We pride ourselves, you know, that fight night, right? Saturday night atmosphere. Shogun brings in casuals and two, he's probably has it written into his contract that he will be on the pay-per-view. If he's fighting on a pay-per-view card, he'll be on the pay-per-view portion of it. You got to think that guy's a legend in the game. He's probably realistically do not be surprised when they do fighter salaries for Saturday. Don't be surprised if Shogun is the, the highest paid fighter on the card. Um, I would not be shocked at all just based on his contract. Um, it might also be the last time we see Shogun fight inside the octagon. So again, that's why they're going to put him there. Um, Calvillo versus Chukagin, that's going to be on the pay-per-view because if, when Calvillo wins, that's how you make a statement that she needs to be the number one contender. Um, and then you've got two title fights. And then what's the middle? What what the hell is it sitting in the middle again? Um, the two, you got two title Mike, fights. Mike oh, Perry. Tim means Mike it's Perry. Tim. Mike Perry. People, pe- people will buy a pay-per-view um, to see Mike Perry get knocked out in hopes that he will. I'd pay 60 bucks to watch Mike Perry get knocked out. I won't, but I would. Like, I'm not going to pay it on Saturday. It'll probably do a stream, full disclosure. Um, you know me, I'm not opposed to buying pay-per-views, um, but this isn't one that's necessarily demanding of my money. But anyway. Okay. All right, so we're, we're leaning Buckley here. Yeah, we're 100% taking Buckley. I'm just making the case that that's a big cut. He's a big boy. It could be tough. Okay, Brandon Moreno, 17-5. Brandon Royval, 12-4. Boy, oh, boy. This, I mean, golly, fight of the night, man. Minus 190 uh, for Moreno, plus 155 at Royval, over under on rounds at two and a half. I think if you can get Royval at plus money, this might be the last time that we can get him at plus money. This is the play to make. My concern with Royval is that in the fight with Kai Car France, he was losing right up until he won. I don't agree with that statement. He got rocked and was on 100% Linguini legs, queer street, whatever you want to call it, and threw that elbow and just yeah, boom. The spinning the spinning back elbow. Right, and, yeah. right, and then proceeded to win the fight thereafter. So 
I mean, it's not a it's not a bold claim. It's just something he was losing up until he won. That's kind of well, no. It depends how much weight you're actually putting in that strike versus what was actually like octagon control and stuff like that before. Because you can make the case that Brandon Roy Val was kind of like more clinch heavy. He was more on the back. I, I I'd say depends what type of judge you're looking at. I thought Brandon was winning that fight through and through until he got rocked a little bit. But the good thing is he shows that he gets rocked. He's able to pull that composure back. And he saw in the Tim Elliott fight. I think this guy is jiu-jitsu on a different level. And that's what it is through and through. He's explosive. He's so fast. And his jiu-jitsu is so technical. When you see a guy that's able to so quickly do omoplatas, like no worries, and he's able to cinch up that hand and put it in his back pocket and keep his hip close to the guy's ribs, that's a different type of jiu-jitsu artist. I think his his clinch heavy, his you know white on rice type, you know, an aggressive style. That's that's drowns appointments. Brandon Moreno, he's a great grappler. Absolutely, he's a great fighter. Um, this is going to be the this is like he said, this is fireworks. This is the best fight I think of the entire night. Um, I'm taking Brandon Roy Val plus one fifty five. This guy is a stud. He's going to give me a title challenger someday, whether that's after this fight or or in the near future. I wish this was a five round fight. Oh, yeah, to be honest, I wish it was a five rounder. Um, it'd be really hard to sell a, a fight night card with these two being the main event. You know, hardcore people would like it. The casuals probably not so much. This is going to be a fantastic fight. I like Brandon Royval plus money. Again, since he's come into the UFC, I think what was the first? What was the first fight we played him at? He was like plus what two ninety, three ninety, something like that. His very first fight. Um, and you were like, you, you, even then, you were like, this Roy Vall kid's legit. Roy Vall kid's legit. Um, and we played him there. And it's just been increasingly more difficult to get him at plus money since then. Um, that was the Tim Elliott fight. Uh, okay. I think that this might be the last time, at least for a while now, we're going to get a chance to see Brandon Roy Vall at plus money. Let's take him plus 155. Did you said that same thing. This is the last time you can get plus money for our boy, Chicken days, dude. Same thing. Your boy chicken days. Yeah, that's right. Giga, giga chicken days. Um, all right, man. So let's run through these picks real quick, uh, and we'll put a bow on this bad boy. So, Koska versus Politnikov. Kosa. Dawkins versus Stoltzfus. Kyle Dawkins. Gooden versus Joban. I'm going Gooden. Ever so slightly on Gooden. Dalby versus Rodriguez. Uh, Dolby. Some, yeah. Uh, smart money on Regres, heart money on Dolby. Yep. Um, Shevchenko, Antonina Shevchenko versus Arion Lipsky. Lipsky. I like that as well. Joaquin Buckley, Jordan Wright. Joaquin Buckley. Moreno versus Roy Vall. Roy Vall. I like Roy Vall. Paul Craig, Shogun Hua. <sighs> Taking Paul Craig, I guess. Four times in a row, I bet against Paul Craig, and he's lost me money all four times, man. I really feel like Shogun's going to win this fight, but I just I don't know. I'm leaning Paul Craig. I'm not. I'm, I'm not stamping that pick. Calvillo Chukagian. I'm taking Chukagian. I'm taking Calvillo. Tim Means versus Mike Perry. Dirty Bird, take it to the bank, dude. I want to. I want to play dirt, Dirty Bird or Dirty Bird, Dirty Bird. But I might go Mike Perry. I'm not decided yet. Be t- tune into our Instagram on Saturday for my pick on that. I'm not. I'm. I'm I need to be. I need to be alone with my thoughts for a minute. Shevchenko <laughs> versus Maya. Uh, Shevchenko. Yeah, Shevchenko as well. But I like Shevchenko by TKO at minus one forty. Maya by submission at, pl- at plus sixteen hundred. Figueredo versus Alex Perez. Figueredo. I like Figueredo, but I also like the over one and a half as well. 
Oh, yes. I love that. Guys, if you want to know where we got all those odds from, go to bet on go to bet online and uh, you can absolutely use promo code armchair. Take advantage of any of the new promo deals that they have for if you're just starting up or just starting out with them. Uh, absolutely check out bet online. They have the most up to date and the live betting there is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I like it, man. Uh, you know, bet online, super cool website. The only thing they don't have is an app. I wish they had an app. The only thing that bugs me, bet online. And you guys listen to me, you're making an app. Use code armchair uh, and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Trey, that's it, dude. I'm not doing another ad read tonight. We already talked about it. I'm not going to do it. So not going to do it. So, um, I've got just, just the melted ice left in my drink. What do you got? Well, um, I don't have a hairy body. That's one thing I'll tell you. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Why not? Because we're not doing that because it's cursed the parlay since then. We're not doing that. So we're going to shun an advertiser because we can't hit our parlay? Yeah. Oh, man, dude. Okay. Bro, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. I want to make money. Yeah, dude. Fuck our future. Let's do it. No, first, <laughs> of all, first of all, full disclosure. We had them before. Yeah. And now, so, yeah. The only reason you're you're fading it is because you said, oh, we've become a pubic hair. We close. were a pubic hair away from hitting it every time. I'm not. And now, I'm not, you coined not that, though. That has no. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Okay. If you want to read the ad, go ahead. But when the parlay doesn't hit, I'm blaming you. Go ahead. Uh, don't put that pressure on me. How I am putting it on you. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm as smooth as a dolphin. Okay. .com, type in the code armchair. Get you 20% off and free shipping. Unbelievable. <laughs> Trying to build a life for my family, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> when these parlays don't hit, dude, I got to revert back to the basics. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, guys. Uh, let's give away some beer money. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, cool. Check this out. Let's do the beer money. Let me get the, uh, let me do my screen share here. Give me one second. We'll get this thing on and popping. Uh, let's see here. Blah, blah, blah. If you guys want to know how you can get, in on the beer money giveaways. Um, <clears throat> listen, this is what you got to do. You got to go to iTunes. You got to leave us a review. Write something in the review, preferably five stars. There's one angry fucking dude that left us a one star review one time. I'm going to be honest with you. He is not in the beer money giveaway. So Danger Mike or whatever your name is, you can freaking, you know, handle my manscape nuts. I'm not, <laughs> you're not winning any beer money off me. Um, but yeah, leave it five stars. And uh, write something so that way, you know, your name shows up and we will add you to the list. All right, let's do this bad boy, man. Da, 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 da. And you said you want the music this time, right? The music, dude. All right, here we go. Let's let's do it. Click to spin. Oh, it's so aggressive. I'm on a boat, dude. I got my pirate flag. Matt Moran 21. Matt Moran 21. Hit us up on Instagram at PunchlessMMA and uh, get your beer money. See, I'd say uh, Matt Moran 21. But I know you would. Their I, I know you would. That's that's why we don't let you read. Yes. So, All right. So Matt Moran 21. Congratulations on your beer money. Uh, when, as always, guys, if Matt Moran 21 does not collect his beer money, it will roll over to next week. And then that person will win double beer money. So, like I said, Go to iTunes, leave us a review. If you can't leave us a review on iTunes, just hit up on Instagram. Just say, hey, I can't. 
um, because I listen on Spotify or Google Play or whatever it is that you listen on. And we'll still add you to the list. We don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> that's really kind of it. Uh, if you're listening to the show audio format, we do record every Tuesday night, 930 Eastern, 630 Pacific, uh, 830 Mountain and 7, no, 830 Central, 730 Mountain. I will get that right before the end of the show. Mm -hmm. um, you can watch us on YouTube uh, and follow along and chat and do all kinds of stuff. Play drink. You can play our drinking game with us. We're going to be releasing uh, new drinking words each and every week. Uh, and that's really kind of it, Trey. I don't have much else, man. It's been a, it was a decent weekend. I made some money last weekend and, you know, I've been sitting in zoom meetings all week this week. So that's kind of it, man. That's all I got. I love it guys. The pay-per-view, you know, tune in again. We'll have all of our picks listed um, on our Instagram the day of a couple hours before, but take advantage of those lines right now where they sit juicy. Juicy, 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 juicy. And if anything changes and gets squirrely, we'll always update. Yes. Um, but and the CT Easy Parlay comes out on Friday, uh, which is our best bet, best guesstimate, if you will, at what we think is a wild parlay uh, that we think could possibly hit. So um, it's really kind of it, man. That's all I got. That's it. All right, gentlemen and ladies. Trey, appreciate you, brother. Yeah. All right, guys. Be good to each other. See you.